Welcome to the Forge Podcast, brought to you by Restoration Project. Manhood often feels like navigating through uncharted territory with no map, but what if you didn't have to walk it alone? Join us as we guide a conversation about what it means to live intentionally so that we can join God in reclaiming what He's already made in us. Laugh, cry, and wonder with us as we explore the ins and outs of manhood together. The Forge Podcast, where men are made. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Restoration Project Forge Podcast. This is episode number one, and I am here with my good friend, Jesse. My name is Chris Bruno, and I'm the co-founder of Restoration Project, and I'm really excited for where we're headed with this show. So, Jesse, tell us who you are. Yeah, good to be here, Chris. Uh, my name is Jesse French. Get to work at Restoration Project. Uh, I'm the executive director and... Um, yeah, just excited to start a conversation for and with men uh, around some of their journey. So super pumped to be here. Well, you guys, we have been dreaming about having a Forge podcast uh, or a Restoration Project po- podcast for, I don't know, like 10 years or something like that. Time. It's been a long time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we are finally pulling the trigger and we are doing it uh, and super excited about that. Uh, and glad that you are here with us. So why did we do this now, Jesse? Like what, what about now did we say it is time? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because we have, as you said, we have, um, dreamt about it for a while. I think for us, there's just been the sense of there's a need for men, uh, and the desire to have a conversation, um, around, uh, what it looks like to, to be intentional and to be, to engage uh, our life is as thoughtful men, and there's uh, no shortage of great content out there, um, wonderful voices. And um, we wanted to throw our hat kind of in the ring because we, we've known and we've learned over the years that, uh, that there's something valuable uh, to be able to, to share a conversation with other men and have a sense of like, look, we don't have it all figured out. Uh, and yet there is there's value and goodness to kind of have this sense of, hey, me too. Like there are other guys out there. Uh, yeah, wanting to engage thoughtfully uh, and curiously. And so we wanted to provide a space for that. Well, and we are excited because it's not just going to be the two of us talking. We're going to have men from all different uh, parts of the world joining us on the podcast through the various episodes coming up. And some of them we know dearly and deeply, and some of them we uh, only know maybe their words from the books they've written or from other places that we have met them, uh, but we're really excited for where we're headed. And and the whole idea of The Forge and, and why we call this The Forge Podcast is because the, it does feel like manhood is kind of like a crucible, that there is yep. something about the forming and the shaping of who we are and how God is engaged in the restoration and formation of who we are. And we love that. We love partnering yep. with him in that journey. We love being a part of that uh, and inviting men to that. So it's not, you, you'll find guys that is, as you listen to the episodes coming up, it's not going to be super content heavy as like, you got to learn this and then you got to do this and this is your next step. And after, after this episode, you should go and do, you know, one ABC, one, two, three, those are, that's not the approach that we're going to have. What we want is we want you to end each one of these episodes with a sense of a deeper hope that there is hope for you. And also uh, end each episode with a smile because yeah. uh, you are part of a greater community of men who are really 
like pursuing God and pursuing restoration and are looking forward to, to who he has made us to be and want to be that man. So you're listening to this because of that. Uh, we're glad that you are here. So yeah. Jesse, the forge is something that you are familiar with. So tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. I wish I was the sweet, uh, actual blacksmith, but I'm not, but my interaction with it is, um, through the guy that shoes our horses. And so I know you know this, but what is, there's actually a term that is given to uh, people who shoe horses. Do you know what that term is called? It's a hilarious isn't it term. Like, it's, isn't it like a farrier? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, well done. Yes. Well done. Farrier. <laughs> Which is so funny to me because I think of like a winged fairy and the people that, uh, the men and women that shoe horses are like way ridiculously strong and tough and like they stand underneath a horse for 10 hours of the day in extremely uncomfortable positions and like work with forges and shoes. So they're very unfairy. Like, I think it's funny that you think of like fairies. Oh, you don't know that way. I go to like boat fairies. Oh, interesting. Oh, what does that say about us? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it's because you have little girls in your house right now and maybe, you know, transportation i was just in a place where there are fairies you were. so anyway <laughs> so yeah we digress um but uh my friend who comes and shoes our horses uh often uh when he comes i'll ask him to put shoes on our horse and that process requires him to to trim our horse's foot um to to get it back into shape and then he takes uh, a steel shoe uh, and then puts it in his literal forge in the back of his pickup. And he, uh, it's this huge, big, loud propane oven type of thing, right? That starts like glows orange. Uh, and he throws his, the shoe in there. Uh, and then we kind of talk uh, for a little bit. And then after a minute, he pulls it out and the shoe is orange. And he, and he takes the shoe and places it on the anvil and then just takes his, his hammer and begins to shape the shoe. But the forge is, right, is this heating element that allows that iron to be uh softened so that he can shape it Mm. and i'm always like so so drawn to that number one because i just think it's it's pretty sweet right when you click this forge on and it's loud and it's orange um but he just knows the process and he he will um flip the shoes around in in the in the forge to be able to get them in the right spot and that ultimately allows him to form the shoe in the way that it needs to be formed to fit our horse's feet. Right. And so, um, and he's so skilled at it, right? Like he, he, it takes him, you know, a couple of minutes to do that. Um, he's shoot thousands of horses. And so that's my, that's sort of my entry point into it. And I just think it's this, it's a fascinating metaphor to your point, right? Uh, when we talk about like a crucible or the, the formation of who we are, because it it implies, hey, look, we are we are being formed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe whether we're aware of it or not, but there is formation and shaping happening in our lives. Yeah. Well, thanks for that explanation of what a forge yeah, is. And amazing. I think you just yeah, yeah, yeah. you just you just said you just said something important. And I used the word crucible a moment ago. You just reset the word crucible. And I'd love for us to like talk about the difference between a crucible and the forge. Yeah. So my understanding now, I am not a blacksmith. I am not anything in a metallurgist or any of that kind of stuff, but I believe I have an understanding that the crucible is where the metal is melted and then poured into Mm -hmm. a shape, into a form. That's the crucible. 
Yep. Yep. And it's inside the crucible that the imperfections in the metal, the various parts, this is where, you know, in, in Bible terms where you get like the dross uh, is kind of floated to the top and it gets skimmed Mm -hmm. off. And then you get more pure metal at the, at the bottom. Yep. And the more, you pour it into the crucible, the more time it spends in the crucible, the, the more pure that metal becomes. So that is where the, the, the actual shaping of the metal piece happens with the, the liquid metal gets poured into a form and then it gets, you know, it cools off and it, it becomes that shape. Yeah. The forge, however, is just what you described with your farrier and yes. uh, where he takes, he takes the shoe that has already been formed and the forge heats it so that it's malleable and pliable again. It doesn't melt yep. it, but it heats it so that it can then be uniquely shaped to mm-hmm. fit the unique hoof of that unique horse. Yep. And I love that difference between the crucible and the, and the, the forge because, and that's actually what we're about here on the Forge Podcast, is that God has already shaped who you are. Yep. He's already taken the elements and formed you as a man, as a person, everything that he imagined you would be as a man, he has put in you as a boy and he is growing that and pulling that out of you and shaping you in that all of, all of that is already inside of you. And as we grow and as we are brought into the unique places, into the unique applications, into the unique moments and unique seasons He brings us back into the forges of our lives so that he can shape us and Mm -hmm. guide us and make us more into the actual design and shape that he has for us in that moment. And, and I wish, I wish I could say that this is a one and done kind of an experience. The crucible. Me too. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, Right. (laughs) I I think the crucible is a one and done experience, Hmm. but the forge is an experience that we go through many different times in our lives that Mm -hmm. as a young father, as a young man, as a new husband, as uh, stepping into a new career, moving into a new place, having a new job, like all of those moments uh, moving into some other places of loss. Like I am forged again and again and Mm -hmm. again, because the shaping of God happens again and again and again. So those are my thoughts around forge. Yeah, that's, Lots of wonderful thoughts. I, so I feel like one of the, the things that was really important that you, that you talked about is um, that it is this continual process and then it is you delineate between the crucible and the forge. Like uh, we believe this is not, this is not generating something new, right? Like this is not trying to distill or, or create something that is, that has not existed it's actually shaping what what is already there. I feel like that's a a really important starting point. Like we're not about just white knuckling and trying to uh, to generate something brand new out of our sheer will and determination. No, actually, I think you said maybe re- even rephrase that. What has been needed for us as men was placed in us as boys. Was that the phrase? That's a bit of a different. Yeah, everything that everything is. that we needed to be the man that God designed us to be was already placed within us when He first made us as a boy. And in that, that image, what you just shared about the farrier showing up to shoe your horse, he comes with the shoe already in the horseshoe shape. Yep. And then he takes measurements and 
sees what it looks like, that shoe placed onto that horse, and then he takes that that shoe and puts it into the forge so that he can then bring that shoe into the right form for that unique place in that unique time in history. <laughs> Every man must reckon with midlife. That moment when the morning of your life begins to transition into the afternoon. As much lies behind you as ahead, and the passage into this new season is imminent. But here's the challenge. Many of us lack vision for what it means to become a godly sage. To achieve this highest calling of God on men, we must go deeper and in reverse. Recover the parts of ourselves we exiled, forgot, lost, or, or never fully knew. Successfully navigating midlife means emerging with a vision for who God originally made us to be. But here's the reality. Many men go on without an awareness of their deep need for this intentional work. They believe their best years are behind them. Sage challenges that belief. It's the pinnacle of manhood, an invitation into God's bigger story. If the task of the first passage is to find the man within the boy, Sage introduces the second passage to find the boy within the man and bring him home. Sage, a man's guide into a second passage, invites you into an intentional journey through midlife. It's not just a book. It's your companion, guiding you into the sage you were meant to be. Embrace the invitation. Get your copy of Sage today on Amazon.com and embark on a transformative journey into the second half of life. So, as I hear you talk about this um again it may sound real basic but i feel like again that starting place of what what we need has already been placed within us like by the goodness of god's creation when he thought thought of us and the fact that it is uh i i'm inferring like that it's his process that he it's his work that he is doing um and there is a use the word participate like there is an involvement and an invitation uh, to mm-hmm. us to join him, but we're not the ones like having to to own the work and to, to again to generate. But it is uh, it is ultimately his work uh, that we join. Why, if we have that mindset, what what do you think that even that starting point shifts in us or invites us to to a different way of thinking and being? Oh man, I feel like, and <laughs> you just said this a minute ago too. Like it's not about us generating something new or white knuckling it. And I think so much of the realm of men and men's work and Christian men and all that is, is do better, figure it out, you know, get, you know, get your act together and, and all that. And I feel like recognizing that really what we are doing as we step into these forging moments with God is we are, we're joining the work that he's already intended for us. It's Mm -hmm. not something I have to generate. It's I have to participate. I get to participate. Uh, mm-hmm. And in some ways there is a submission to that for sure. There is a like, totally. I am going to give myself over into the good and solid and kind hands of Jesus. That is something I do need to do. Uh, but when I do, then I get to be formed. So mm-hmm. it's not something I have to. And that's why we're doing this the way that we're doing with the podcast. Like at the end of this, we hope that you end up with a sense of hope and a smile rather than a list of the five things that you're supposed to go do and figure out. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some um, people a little bit more in some of the contemplative circles of Christianity. And they use this word that I, that I love 
they just talk about consent, like to the work of God. Yes. Um, and I think that that hits on what you're talking about, right? Like there is this active choice for me, for us to, to consent to the work of God. And I, I think of my kids are younger. And so consent initially conjures ideas of like the permission slip of like, Hey, we're going on a field trip. Can you sign this permission slip? Like sort of transactional. Um, but ultimately like not to nerd out on it, but consent, consent means like there is another that you are consenting to that. It is not all on you, that it is his leading and his, his work that he invites us to. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. I have a question 100%. for you then. Why do you think the common way that men have been engaged recently has been in this paradigm of, mm. Hey, do better, like do more of these things, uh, do less of these other things because, cause I think that's really true. And part of me is like, man, that, what, what, how is that, how has that happened? Where have we, how have we gotten to this point where that has been the common message versus I would say a very different one of, can we participate with the work of God? I have a potentially simple answer for that. And I, I don't know the answers and it's in, and Jesse, it's not like the answer by any stretch of the imagination. But sure. the first thing that I think of when you ask that question is that it is just easier. It is far mm-hmm. easier for us to have formulaic living than actually faithful living and, and to have a formula of if I do X, Y, Z, then I will get ABC. That is far easier for us to think about. And whereas a participation a faithful living is I, I am going to give myself, I'm going to consent over to submit over to someone. And I don't know what the results are going to be. And I don't know who I'm going to become. I don't know how it's going to feel. I don't know. I, are there any promises that it's going to work? Like all of those kinds of things uh, that, that is we're, we're walking in blind faith. We're walking in hope. And I think the book of Hebrews talks about walking in faith, like, you know, to, to move into something that we cannot see. And yeah. so that is a, that is a requirement. I think of the Christian walk. And I also think it's just far easier for us to have formulaic living and the unfortunate reality is that our world is based on formulaic living. That if you pass this test and do this homework and show up to this class, then you will get an A. And if you get an yeah. A in this many classes, then you will get a diploma. And if you get a diploma, then you will get this job. Like it is it is the way the world has been set up. And so no wonder it is how we imagine our lives as men also being set up. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like then that is, if that is true, you you said there's a sense of, I don't know what the results might be. Like there is, there's an, a mystery to what this process might, uh, might bring. And so, and I think you're exactly right. And if that's true, that means that this risk is, is inherently, this work is inherently risky. Like there is a work or a risk to saying I'm being open to the formation of who I am by the living God, but there is risk inherent to that. Yes. Period. Yes. There is inherent risk. And, and I think that the question then takes it out of the realm of does the formula work to the realm of is God good? Yes. That is the fundamental question. So 
that that I think is where we want to move the needle as far as this realm of men's work is taking us out of this formulaic living and moving into is God good? Does he have your good in mind in everything? Does this father have good gifts for you? And yeah. and I want to be clear, yeah. like sometimes good gifts don't feel good. Yes. So yeah. Okay. Like it, we, the forge involves heat and hammer strokes that does not feel good in the moment. And yet if we believe that he is a good God and that he is actually forming us unto a good purpose and a good place and the application of what we were designed to be, then the consent to the heat and the hammer is actually unto something far better than we can imagine. It's really interesting to beat this uh, <laughs> metaphor to death. It's like that little <laughs> pun. Um, but it, it, one of the things that I talk about with with the guy who shoes our horses uh, routinely is the reality of how difficult it is to to be a good farrier. Like how how much of a craft that is, and how frankly, this is so boxy. But like how there's a lot of people who who do that poorly um, and learn a way of shoeing horses that is actually incorrect kind of physiologically and anatomically based upon how the horse's foot is, is built, all those things. And so we talk a lot about, you know, kind of the, the Rex as he calls it, like that he sees and, and how he gets called to, um, to help fix those. But, but it is to the point of like, is God good? Like is the person who is forming the foot or is forming us good? Like that is the crux of it. Because what I know on a very simple level when my friend Casey comes up to shoe our horses, like he's so skilled. And he, even when I have been negligent and like, Hey, you probably should have been here a month ago. And my horse's feet are kind of long. Like he knows how to handle that. He knows how, when, you know, my horse tore a bunch of tendons in the inside of his foot and we had to do a bunch of different things uh, to try to help that. Right. Like, but, but there is this underlying faith of, I I submit, I consent to him because I know he is, he -hmm. is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that does just feel so, feels so basic. And also like, as I think about that question, as it relates to God, just kind of like, are we back in Sunday school? And also like, yeah, that is where we find ourselves, where I find myself. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you know, Casey, and I'm glad that Casey was able to be kind of our, our formative example here on the Forge podcast. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. yeah. And uh, he is a farrier. He's not a fairy in either the boat or the winged terms. Uh, so Indeed. yes, he is a farrier and uh, a strong man at that. So mm-hmm. you guys, we are looking forward to the next several episodes. We've got guests that are going to be joining us uh, in a few episodes. And then also Jesse and I are going to talk a little bit about what it means to be on the path to become a restorative man. And what we mean by that, the ultimate, we're going to share, a li- I want to share right now, just a little bit about what that means to become a restorative man uh, as part of being submitted to the forge of God. Uh, We believe here at Restoration Project that every man is designed by God to be a full representation of his image on earth. Uh, And when I say full representation, Jesse, you're, you're one facet of that. I'm one facet of that. The next guy is another facet of that, but the fullness of who he designed you to be. And part of that is that you bring restoration to your world. Part of what we're asking, uh, you know, and talking about here in the participation of God 
where he is forging us, it is then us participating with him also in bringing the same restoration to the world. So, so we believe at Restoration Project that every single man on earth is designed by God to be a restorative presence, to bring restoration to his world. And what that means is uh, showing up, being present, uh, bringing the kindness and the goodness of God to the world around him. And whether that is in his job, in his family, in his church, in his community, in his school, in whatever age he is, it is the design of God to bring uh, that fullness, that restoration through him. And and there are some, some pathways that we have laid out, some core things that we're going to talk about. Primarily, first is the area of needing to heal our wounds. We're going to talk about that. Second is that once we heal and have a sense of what those wounds are, then we really have, need to have a sense of who God is and know who God is because uh, we are the the masterpieces of God and he is the master. And so if we're going to reflect him, then we need to know who we're reflecting. And so to really know God and have a sense of who he is and then, and who we as sons are, sons of God are. And so healing and knowing. And then the third part is that restoring the world, bringing God's presence and restoration to the world. So those are some of the pathways that we're going to go through here in the Forge podcast. And then as we talk with guys uh, on the podcast here, we're going to be uh, dipping in to various parts of that, uh, dipping into their stories, dipping into their lives, maybe asking them about where they have been forged, uh, where they've experienced the heat of God, the hammer of God, maybe where they have actually been, you know, kind of not submitted to that process or where they have been. Like all of that uh, are going to be things that we're going to talk about here on the Forge Podcast. So stay tuned. Jesse, is there anything you want to say as we close this first episode? Yeah, just uh, grateful that you guys would bring us along uh, on your journey in some way, even in the form of a podcast. And yeah, so thank you and excited for what's ahead. Okay. Stay tuned to the next episode, guys. Talk to you then. Thanks for joining us this week on the Forge Podcast. Want to get more connected? Don't forget to join the Forge online community at restorationproject.net slash forge. Also, you can find us at facebook.com slash restorationproject and on Instagram at restorationprojectco, restorationprojectco. All right, see you with next week's episode of the Forge Podcast.